So as we move forward, let us get ready for our time of communion. We're going to look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 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 First Corinthians chapter 11, we're going to look at for our communion time. First Corinthians chapter 11 for our communion time. First Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, we're going to look at verse 23, verse 23, verse 23 at first Corinthians chapter 11. It says, for I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, I mean, do this in remembrance of me. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. Verse number 27 said, therefore, whoever eats this bread or drink this cup in the, of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body of the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So at this time, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the elements that you have given to us. We thank you, Lord God, that you um, uh, bless these uh, bread would represent your body and the juice that represents your blood here. Um, Lord God, that um, we come together uh, to remember the great day of Calvary, of what you have done, your death, burial, and resurrection. Have your way today um, as we as believers assemble together to um, have communion. We just ask that you bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now as we come together, we ask that you get the bread. We ask that you get the bread. And this bread represents the body of Christ. And the body of Christ were broken and bruised for our iniquities. And we ask that we come together and let us eat. And now the juice, which represents the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for many and shed for us, for our redemption, that it was only his blood that was righteous enough to fulfill the requirements of God. Let us now come and drink together. Thank you, Lord. As we come together um, to, um, for this communion and thanking God, for what he has done for us and remembering that great day. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Now, as we continue to go forward, um, it's offering time. It's time where we can come together and um, give to the Lord what is required of us. Um, God has uh, been so awesome to us to give unto us uh, the necessities we need to in life, uh, to, to uh, the finances and the money we need to, to make it in life. And in the scripture, he requires uh, that we give back to him a tenth, um, a tenth of 
everything we have. And the New Testament says that we uh, give as we prosper. So we come together to now to um, just worship God in our giving, just worship God in what we give um, unto him and just giving back to him. So I'm so grateful that um, we here at Clinton Baptist Church have so many avenues to, to give unto the Lord, um, so many vehicles that uh, we can use to give unto the Lord. One way we can give, if you um, not one who do technology or, or not um, comfortable with doing technology, you can mail your tithes and offering here uh, to Clinton Baptist Church. And that is at 8701 uh, Woodyard Road in Clinton, Maryland. Um, 20735, and they putting all this in the chat as well. Um, and also, all these ways are on our website at clintonbaptistchurch.org. But I just like saying them. So um, I know my leaders be like, why you keep saying that every week? But I just like saying it. Also, you can give um, through Cash App. Our Cash App is dollar sign, capital C, capital B, capital C, at 8701. Um, you can give that way through Cash App. You also can go and download our Give Plus app. Go to your app store and download Give Plus and put in Clinton Baptist Church. And at Clinton Baptist Church you put in, uh, we'll come up and you can give that way. Um, set up a profile and you can give that way. You can make it recurrent where you can give every week, um, every month or every two weeks. Um, however you want to set it up, that's a great way to do it. So you know that it's already come out of what you've given unto the Lord. But also, you can go to our website, and on our website at clintonbaptistchurch.org, you can give that way as well, too, where you can go to the giving page and um, just set up a profile and give that way. And it's a, a great opportunity where you can give unto the Lord what is required of us, because God requires us to give. He requires to give, and I understand there are some people um, who don't have it to give and are struggling about giving because you really don't understand giving, and that's okay because we are the, we are the church where we grow. And here at Clinton Baptist Church, we will grow to that. We will grow in teaching you um, what it means to give and what tithes and offering is and how it works for the benefit of the kingdom of God and how God wants us to give. So we are just so grateful that you are, you are listening in, but I, I just pray that you um, continue to grow in your giving to give unto God what is required of us um, because the only place, reason why we can worship here, the only reason why we can do the ministry that we're doing, and one thing, we are doing a lot of ministry. Some ministry I don't even report to you all, but we are doing a lot of ministry. We are blessing a lot of organizations, a lot of churches. We in a community giving back um, um, so much. We blessing schools. Um, not only in the Clinton area, we bless the schools all the way in Montgomery County. Uh, we are looking out for people in other states and cities. Uh, we're just doing a lot. And I know we are a young church, but I believe in giving back and giving to people and blessing people. And the only reason why we can do that and serve the way we serve is because of your giving. So I thank you so much. So I pray that if you haven't grown to give, you grow to give. And we're going to be looking at scripture um, later on in the future that we may come together to give unto God what is required of us. And the reason why we have this wonderful campus of worship, the reason why we can do these awesome things here at Clinton Baptist Church, because you have decided, you have made a decision to partner with us and giving back so, to the kingdom of God. So God, I just pray that you just accept our offer as a sweet smell and aroma to you. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to worship you in our tithes and offerings. Bless it, Lord God, and multiply that your kingdom may continue to go forward. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Marvin, for tuning in. Sister Murray, we thank you. And now we'll be looking at Genesis chapter 3. We'll be looking at Genesis chapter 3. Sister Kathy, Sister Gladys, Sister Lena, um, Sister Gwen, we thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Brother Hill, we thank you. Sister Powell, Sister Howard, we thank you as well. Also, Sister Smith, Charles and Vivian, we thank you. Uh, Pastor Rees and the Tucker family, the Briggs family, we thank you all as well for tuning in and watching with us um, today. Um, we're in Genesis chapter 3. We're in Genesis chapter 3 today. We'll be in verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. That is um, in the, the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 3. That's the first uh, book of the Bible, um, Genesis chapter 3. As we continue to look at um, Satan, Lucifer, as we continue to, to just preach about uh, Satan, the devil. Um, last week, we learned um, that he was Lucifer and he got kicked out of um, heaven and now he became Satan. So now we're looking at Genesis chapter three. Um, let us read it. Well, let us pray first. Father God, just thank you. Just be with me as I'm so nervous, Lord God, today. Just cover me, Lord God. Let me see your grace. Just let me lift your word up that I may be removed out the way, that you may get the glory and the honor. Lord God, let me expound upon the word which you have placed in my heart, that people may see the power of your strength and learn and grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you, Brother Terrence um, Colger, for, for tuning in. We're so grateful for you as well, Sister Murray. Um, Gardner and Sister Murray, we thank you so much. Tanisha, we thank you as well. We have uh, guests in here. Sean, we thank you so much for coming to worship with us. We're in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has, the, has uh, God indeed said, you should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the tree, trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you should not eat it, nor should you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you should not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to her eyes, eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. On this morning, as we continue to observe Lucifer, now Satan, I want to speak to you from the topic, the strategies of Satan. The strategies of Satan. The strategies, Deacon Dixon, of Satan. It's amazing um, to me as believers that we act like we are not in a war. It's amazing to me that we act like that we are not in a fight. 
I mean, we have even gotten to the point where we see wickedness and evil in our world. We deem it as these folks are crazy. But no, 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 they, they, they're not crazy. It's, it's Satan behind it. It's Satan who fostering the evil and the wicked that is going on in our world that we see. It's Satan that is, is working behind the scenes that are that are uh, is a puppeteer that are moving people in, in places and and stirring up violence and and attitudes and wars and 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 and, and um stirring up uh, uh, all these fights and and killings. It, it, it's Satan behind it. And here the text we see Satan working through this serpent. Now here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Because when we have conversations with believers, especially when I first got saved over, over 20 years ago, we would read this text, Sean, we would read this text, and, and, and people would say, Eve, what was she thinking about, Sister Dixon? What, what, was, what was Eve thinking about? Why, why would she be there talking to a serpent? What, what, what made her be there talking to an animal? Like, like was she lunching? What, what was wrong with, with her? Why, if I was there, this is what we say, if I was there, I wouldn't have did it. But you got to understand, Eve has been criticized for, for who she is and, and, and what she did. But you got to understand that Eve was innocent. At this time, it wasn't no evil. At this time, she had no clue who the devil was. But watch this. Eve had no clue who the devil was, and some of us today don't have a clue who the devil is. Some of us today don't have any knowledge of who the devil is. We, we still think that the devil is this, this man in a red suit. We, 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 we think that this devil walks around in a red suit with, with, with horns on his head. We, we think that the devil is, is in, a, in a red suit with this, with this long pointy tail. We think that the devil is, is, is this man in a, in a red suit with, with horns in his head and a, a long pointy tail and, and carrying a pitchfork. We, we, we think that this, the, the, the devil is, is this man that's walking around. And also, Eve didn't know who the devil was. You and I act like we don't know who the devil is. You and I think that this, the devil is that, that, that person that Fred Flintstone had on his shoulder when he was talking with the, uh, when he was trying to make a decision, when he had the devil of uh, uh, Fred Flintstone on one shoulder and the devil and the angel of Fred Flintstone on the other shoulder and they were talking and they were trying to convince him to do right and wrong. We, we don't even know who the devil is. But we criticize Eve. We criticize Eve for, for her talking to the serpent. And we act like this, that this is unusual. Like, like why was she doing talking to an animal? This, this tells me that, that at one point, maybe the animals can talk. This is not the, the only animal in scripture that also held a conversation. It was a donkey in the scripture that was talking as well. So we criticize Eve and we get on Eve 
for a conversation with this serpent. But what we find out in this story, Brother Tucker, what we find out, Pastor Tucker, what we find out, Deacon Alvin, what we find out, Deacon Blue, what we find out, Ann Cunningham, what we find out in this story is Satan has possessed this snake, this serpent, to use for his evil intentions. That Satan has, Satan has possessed, Satan has, 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 uh, has decided to take over this, this serpent, this snake, and, and use it for his evil intentions. It says here in the text, it says here in the text, Sean, watch this, it says here in the text, as we look at the strategies of Satan, it says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which God had made. The serpent was more cunning. This word means shrewd and mean wise. And we learned that last week that Lucifer was one of the, the wisest creation that God had created as an angelical being. But now his wisdom now turned to corrupt wisdom. So now he was cunning. He was, he was screwed. He was more wiser, evil way. He was more, he was more um, um, diverse. He was, he, 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 he was just, he was just cunning. He, he's cunning. He's wise. And now we're going to see his shrewdness. We're going to see his, um, how he worked in, in, um, his strategies to, 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 to work on Eve to get her out of the will of God. And as we look here in the text, as we look here in verse number uh, one, one through six, as we look here, we're going to see the strategies that Satan used, watch this, to get us out the will of God. We're going to look at the strategies that he used. The first thing we see here, the first strategy we see that he used here is that Satan causes Eve to doubt the word of God. Here's a strategy. Here's a strategy, Sean. He causes her to doubt the word of God. Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. He says, look at verse one uh, through four. He look at it. He says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you, you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Come on now. Why would God say you shouldn't eat of any other tree? How are you going to eat? Come on, you see the question? See the question he asked? Then he go in verse two. And a woman, now she responded, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat uh, of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you should not eat it nor touch it. And that was wrong there because we know in, in uh, Genesis chapter 2, 15, God said nothing about touching it. He just commanded them not to eat it. And he said, and she said, lest you would die. And look what Satan says in verse 4. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Here is his strategy. The first strategy we see is that Satan causes Eve, watch this, that Satan causes Eve to doubt the word of God. Now we know in, in, in Corinthians chapter, I mean in, in, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, that, that God commanded Adam that he can have all in the garden. He can eat of everything in the garden. And the garden was beautiful. Everything was beautiful. Everything was ripe. Everything was seasoned well. And I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm just thinking because it was perfect. Everything was seasoned well. It was cooked to your liking. Everything was done well. And of all the vegetables was good. And God said, you can have everything in the garden. But he said, the only thing you can't have is one thing. And that's the tree of, good, of knowledge of good and evil. That's in the midst of the, you can't have that. 
And he says, but if you take of it, here, here it is, here's the consequences. If you take of it, you're going to die. So the devil says, he comes in and calls Eve, this is his strategy, to doubt what God's word says. Look what he says. He said, you won't surely die. So what he does is he brought doubt in her head to cause her to doubt what God's word says. Watch this. God's word is God's word. God's word won't change if you like it or not. God's word is not going to change for your preference. God's word is not going to change because the devil said, ye said it ain't going to change. God's word is standard and it's going to be the same no matter what. And God's word says if you eat of it, you're going to die. But what he caused her to do was doubt God's word. See, because you know how we are, son. You know how we are. What we say, yeah, we ain't going to die. Yeah, I know what God's word says. We ain't going to die. He caused her to doubt the word of God. And not only here do we see this, although this is the first strategy that we see of Satan working through biblical time, but it don't stop here because there's some other people in the biblical characters who doubted the word of God. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 12, God told Sarah that she was going to bring forth a child, that she was going to have a child, and she laughed at God. She laughed at God because she was past barren. She, she was 90 years old. She laughed at God and said, I'm going to bring forth a child. See, Sarah doubted the word of God. God's word says you're going to bring forth a child. And, and she laughed at it and doubted the word of God. But it don't stop there because there's some other biblical characters that Satan uh, uh, calls to, to doubt the word of God. There's some other ones in Judges chapter 6. There's a man named Gideon. And God went to Gideon and said, Gideon, you're you going to save my people. You're going to deliver my people, Gideon. You're going to deliver my people, Sean. You're going to deliver my people, Aiden. You're going to deliver my people. That's what God told to, to Gideon. And Gideon's response was, no, God said, you're going to deliver my people, and you are a mighty man of valor. And Gideon doubted the word of God. He doubted what God said. He doubted the word of God, and he come back and he responded, that I cannot deliver your people because I am weak. And not only am I weak, I am a part of the weakest clan around here. He doubted the word of God. Satan has influenced him to doubt the word of God. But guess what? Satan is still has a strategy of causing us to doubt the word of God. Not only is it working in biblical time, but it's working in you and our life. Come here. Come here now, come here now, because still today we doubt in the word of God. God's word says that he a healer, but as soon as we get sick with a, with a disease, we, we doubt that God can heal us. God's word says he a deliverer, but as soon as we get in trouble, we doubt the word of God that he can't deliver us. God's word says that you are, you are wonderfully made, that you are, that you've been, that, that, uh, let me slow down. God's word says that you are, um, wonderfully made. He said that you are made in his image and his likeness, but you you doubt what God's word, believing that you are ugly because you too fat, you too skinny, you too tall, you too short, your nose ain't right, your color ain't right, you got acne on your face. So you doubt what God's word said about you. you it's all about the strategy of the devil. And he causing us to doubt the word of God. God says that all things are possible 
through him and none is possible through man. But we doubt the word of God when it comes, when, when we see uh, tragedy or see trouble in our lives, our children on drugs, our parents on drugs, our brothers and sisters on drugs, our family members on drugs and been on it a long time. And we doubt that God can't deliver them. God says all things are possible through him. He says that, that he can do anything. Satan is still causing us to, to, to doubt the word of God. That's his strategy, Joe. That's his strategy, Keisha and Tanya. That's his strategy, George. And that's his George, uh, Jordan. That's his strategy. His strategy is to cause us to doubt the word of God, Tanya. Nay, Brian, his strategy cause us to doubt the word of God. And he's causing us to doubt God's word right now. There are some of you who is listening under the sound of my voice. That is doubting the word of God right now. God says, God's word said that you shall be saved. And he's causing you to doubt the salvation of God. That salvation is open to anyone. What mean open to anyone? It doesn't matter what sin you in. Salvation is open. But Satan, angel, Satan, James, Satan, Dunedin is causing you to doubt the word of God. That salvation, that God can't save you. He already saved. He died for you on the cross and shed his blood that you may have eternal life. God has already brought salvation to your doorstep. Is knocking on your heart. All you got to do is surrender. Don't doubt the word of God. I don't care what sin you in. Sister Heather, Vicky and Lacey, God, don't let Satan cause you. Don't let him, don't feed into the strategies where he's trying to get you to doubt the word of God. And I, I got any witness with me. I got any witness on here. Put prayer hands up. Put some clapping hands up. Say amen that, that Satan is still trying to cause us to doubt the word of God and what God can do. Don't let him cause you to doubt what God can do because God said I can do exceedingly and abundantly of whatever you can ask or think. God says that I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I am the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the sustainer and the creator of everything. God can do everything. Don't let Satan cause you to doubt God's word. So he says, here, here it is. Here it is. This is a strategy to Satan. He told her, you ain't going to die. And she thought, you know how it is. It's almost like this. Watch this. Watch this. I, I, I tell my kids something. And they somehow, I don't know, Sean, have you ever experienced this? Have you ever experienced that, Deacon Dixon? Uh, uh, I know me and Jeanette have. I tell them to do something. And they come back and, and convince me that I didn't tell them to do it. And, and yeah, anybody else, Sarita, you ever been through that? And then you, I, I'm for real, I'm for real. Let's be honest, parents. Uh, uh, even while your kids here, let's be honest. Look, watch this. Look, watch this. And then you question yourself. Did I, did I really say that? You doubting yourself and you know what you said. Yeah, am I right, Deacon Dixon? You doubting yourself. Did I really, did, did I even tell them that? Huh? Did I, did I say that? They cause you to doubt what you even see. Satan is working and he's causing us to doubt God's word. Here's a strategy that he used. He caused, he caused us to doubt God's word. He causes us to doubt God's word. The second strategy that we see here in the text, the second strategy that we see in the text, that Satan causes her, causes Eve to focus on what she don't have. Oh my God, that's good stuff. 
Oh my God, I wish I had y'all here in person. This is some good stuff. I wish I had the keyboard behind me because I can close off this one. He says, look, he says, he says, he says, he says, Satan causes her to focus on what she don't have. Look at this. Satan posed this question. He says, and I'm going to read it. I got to read it again. In verse number, in chapter uh, three, we're in Genesis chapter three, verse one. He says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field of the Lord, uh, that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said to you, uh, you should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit in, of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you should not eat, nor should you touch it, lest you die. Look at Satan. Satan comes and said, then the serpent said to the woman, you, you, you will not surely die. For God knows the day that you eat of it, and your eyes will be open, and you will be like God. Look at verse 6. Knowing good and evil. Look at verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, Heather, and the tree desirable to make one wise, Mashan, watch this. She took of the fruit and ate it, and she gave it to her husband who was with her and who ate. Watch this, brother, how... See, another strategy that the devil used is that he caused you to focus on what you don't have. He asked her the question about the trees. Look at this, Sister Lawan. He asked her, Sister Gloria. He asked her, Johnny. He asked her, Cheeks. He asked her, Sister Jones. He asked her, Darlene, about, about the trees. Did God say you can't eat from the trees, Sister Darlene? Did God, did God say you can't eat from the trees? And, and, and she said, yeah, we can eat from all the trees except for the one tree in the midst of the garden. So, so look, 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 she wasn't even focused on that tree until he posed this question. See, see, she wasn't even focused on that tree because now verse six show us the strategy that the devil used. Verse six says it like this. So when she saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasing to the eye and the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took the fruit. See, see, she wasn't even worried about that tree, Sean. She wasn't even worried about that tree, Jeanette. She had no desire for that tree at all. She didn't even care about that tree. Matter of fact, she didn't even notice that the tree was there. She didn't even notice that the tree was there. And the strategy that the devil uses uh, to get us off the will of God is he causes us, Sarita, he causes us, Tamara, he causes us, Savannah, to focus on what we don't have. Oh, man, man, that's some good stuff. That's some good preaching right there. He, he causes us to focus on what we don't have. God said in his word that you can have this and that and 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 this and that but you can't have that and what the devil caused her to do was focus on that one thing that God said she couldn't have watch this watch this he causes her to look at that thing 
to desire that thing and to want it that she couldn't have. God then blessed them with every single thing around them. They had the blessings of God, everything they wanted at their feet and everything they wanted at their hands that they desired. And she caused, he caused her to look at, watch this, what she didn't have. But this wasn't only him. In the scripture, the enemy is always working because also in biblical times, in 1 Samuel, David was supposed to be at war, but it was a great spring day and he skipped going to war and he came out on his roof and on his roof, David was the king. David had a wife and had concubines and everything he wanted at his disposal. But what happened was David went out on his roof and saw a pretty little thing called Bathsheba. And all that he already had, he had wives, he had concubines, he wanted her, somebody else's wife. Oh my God, I'm going there, Sean, I'm going there, I'm going there. God, God gave you your husband, but he got you looking at that other man. God gave you that wife and he got you desiring that other woman. He already blessed you with that family and you looking at another family. He blessed you with a nice home and you looking at another home. He blessed you with a nice car and you looking at a nice car. The devil will keep you focused focus on things that you can't have that God says stay away from and he'll keep you one at the things that God has not given you. Say, look, 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 look. He caused her to focus on what she couldn't have. He caused her to put more attention into things that she couldn't have. I know your husband may not be the best, but he's better than that man you got your eye on. I know your wife may not cook you and do what you think she wants you to do, but guess what? He's better than the one you got your eye on because God says you can't have it. And he keep us focused on things that we can't have, even our young people. That's why. And our young people, you, you focus on things that, 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 that God says you is not for you. She, she focusing on what she didn't have. She put energy on what she didn't have. Watch this. And this strategy of the devil is working all through our government system. It's working through our systems in the world. Watch this. Every six months or so, Apple, Samsung, LG, and Google come out with another device. And it's only purpose, because the Satan behind the strategy, to have us desire something that we don't have. Now, 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 we already got the top of the line. I got a Samsung Note 10S. And now a Samsung Note 11 something came out. Now, the only difference is it got a little more faster process and the camera a little better. That's the only thing different. But, but, but I'm focused on it. I, and what, what happens to read it, this will happen. And y'all young people, y'all focus on, y'all want the new iPhone. I, I want the iPhone 12. You got the iPhone 11 plus. Now you want the iPhone 12 with a better camera and can do this and can do that. You focusing on that thing. The enemy got you focused on that thing. And what happened, watch this. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to blow your mind. I'm about to blow your mind. Watch this. What happens is when we focus on it, we forget to enjoy the blessings that we already have. We forget to blow the joy, the blessings that God already gave. God had blessed even with everything they wanted and they needed. All the, all the food they wanted to sustain them, 
and it was desirable and pleasurable all the things that we have and now because we focusing on the things that we can't have that god said we can't have guess what we forgetting about all the blessings he blessed us with we forget about all the blessings i mean just think about these things just think about these things just think about these things think about it God has blessed you with so much, but you focusing on other things. You already got four cars and you looking at that Nova. I'm preaching somebody and they know who I'm preaching to. You already been blessed with all these cars. And now you still looking at another car, focusing on that and forgetting the blessing that God has already blessed you with. And now you ain't enjoying the blessings that God gave you because you too much focus on other things. The Bible says be content with God has already given you. And we focus on these things that we don't have. She was focused on it. It says that she saw it and it was desirable and she wanted it. This is the strategy. This is how the devil works. This is how Satan works. This is how Satan works. Even me as a pastor. I focus on things. I focus on things that, that I don't have and, and forget about the blessings that I already have. I look at all these other churches and they got digital walls. They got screens everywhere. They got uh, musicians that, that, that make music. I mean, make albums and, and, and people singing like, like uh, uh, I mean, like blowing your mind, like Rita Frank, Rita Franklin up there and a, and a praise team is popping. The choir is popping. I'm looking at all this stuff online. And I mean, uh, the grounds are beautiful and they got this and they, and they got vans and they got cars and they got trucks and they, they got people filled to the rim on the balcony all around. They got people everywhere. They got multiple sites and, and all these television all on TV, on the radio and get me focused on things that I don't have and forget about the blessings that I do have. To think about what God has blessed me with, with a pastor, with a sanctuary that sit almost a thousand fifty class rooms, a nice fellowship hall, commercial kitchen, a nice baseball field and ground. No, I ain't bragging. I'm just saying what God blessed me with. Let me enjoy that and not focus on the things that I don't have. God, I thank you for what I have. God, I will take what I have and I will enjoy it and be blessed with it. I'm not going to focus on what I don't have. That's what the strategy. This is strategy. He caused her to focus on what he didn't have. What she didn't have. God blessed her with so much, but he caused her to focus on what she didn't have. The next strategy, the next strategy the devil used. Next strategy, here go. God, the Satan, Satan, Satan caused her to believe that God was holding something back from her. Here it is, here it is. Here's his strategy. Here's his strategy, Sean. Here it is. Here it is. Verse number, 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 number four and five. Verse number four and five. Look at this. Verse number four and five. We're in Genesis chapter three, one through six. But verse number four and five. Here's the third strategy. That Satan causes her to believe that God was holding back something. Look, he, he made her believe that God holding back. He said, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, which means the fruit, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I mean, verse, verse number four and five. Then the serpent said, you should not surely die. 
I mean, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day, look at it, you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Here it is. We're here Satan. Eve. What, 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 what Satan's strategy is, he's causing Eve to believe that God is holding something back. He said, he said, he said, he said, you ain't going to die. God just trying to hold you back from being God. That's basically what he said. He said, God, God trying to hold you back from knowing good and evil like God. So he's trying to stop you. What God trying to do is boss you around. He's trying to hide something from you. He's trying to hide something from you. He's trying to keep you away from living. You know how the devil is. You know how he works. Boy, I remember when I first got saved, man, I ain't going to that church, man, because I want to live my life. He trying to keep me from doing me. God trying, you know how we are, Sean. We put that thing on. He trying to keep me from doing me. I'm trying to do me, you know. I'm trying to do me. That's it. I'm trying to ball till the wheels fall off. You know how it is. I'm getting it. The church going to stop me. I'm not, I ain't into that. I ain't trying to be up in church all the time. God trying to stop me from living my life. This is how the, this is how the enemy, this is a strategy. And he calls you to believe that God is holding back from you. He causes you to believe that God is keeping you from something. Watch this, watch this. He calls you to believe. And even a couple of weeks ago, the enemy had me thinking this. The enemy had me thinking just like this. When I was working on a sermon, it blew my mind and I was talking to my wife about it. Because the enemy a couple of weeks ago had me believing that God was trying to hold me back. That God wouldn't give me what I want. And I'm, I'm finding scripture that if, if you pray in your prayer closet, he'll bring it to light in front of people. That God will give you the desires of your heart if your heart desires with him. I'm, I'm quoting scripture and then when God don't do it, I'm saying, God, what are you holding me back for? I'm, 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 I'm wrestling with this a couple of weeks ago. So watch this. So my wife and I and Jackson decide to transfer Jackson to another school. We decide to transfer Jackson. We decide to take him out of Bishop of O'Connell and put him in another school. And we said, okay, we want, we want to transfer him. We want to go to another school. Now the school, we, Bishop O'Connell is a great school, but we wanted to go to another school with a higher education than Bishop O'Connell. Now Bishop O'Connell is a college prep, but there are other schools that's higher. So we, we wanted to take him to another school that was higher. So we said, okay, so we filled out all the paperwork and we got everything done and everything is looking good. And we, we, we got people praying. We got people praying. Now, 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 we didn't question him getting in. We knew he was going to get in because he had the grade point average. So it wasn't an academic thing that, that stopped him from getting in. The, what, 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 what will be the kicker is will they give us the money we need for him to get in? See, see that's the kicker. The kicker was what we, would they give us the money that we need to get in. So they called, they say, hey, uh, Mr. Pugh, uh, Ms. Pugh, need to talk to you. Um, academically, Jackson got in. He's our student. He's the student we want. This this, this what we, we breed. You know, is academically, he good. But, but, but the money you need, we can't get down to. The money you, you need, we can't get down to. Now, I've been praying on this. I've been asking people to pray. We even put it on a prayer meeting that we have at 5 o'clock. I mean, the leaders praying, people in the church praying, we praying. And our prayer was God give us the money we need so we can get in this school. 
So watch this. So, so, so they said, well, we can't get down. And I said, well, we can't get what y'all need. So and when we took it on the chin, we just said, all right, well, it ain't God will. You know, on the surface, you know, on the surface, we bad. Man, look, God can do anything. That's what I told him. I told the man, look, man, God can do anything. I'm good. I, I believe God. This ain't the door to God open, but inside I'm furious. I, I'm upset. I'm disappointed at God. I'm, I'm disappointed because I'm at the enemy in my head talking about the God holding back. So look, I'm going to tell y'all how he worked. So then I started to hear kids going to this school. So now I hear these kids going to the school and now me, I'm, I'm thinking about what they parents do to pay this kind of money. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what is, what do his father do? Cause I know these kids is going there. I'm like, well, what did his mother do? What the, how did they get this kind of money to pay? And, and Jackson didn't get in God. He had the grades. He, he was a model student. Why, why you just couldn't get God? You holding back from us. We, we desired for him to go to that school. We desired for him. We, we wanted him to be at that school. And God, you, you held us back. God, you holding me back. You holding my son back. It's a great opportunity for my son to be at the school and you holding him back. And I, and I did everything you asked me to do. Anybody ever been there? I'm being real now. I'm being real. I'm being transparent to help you know that we struggle, that the enemy works on us. He works in us mentally and causes us to think like that. And I'm like, God, where are you? You holding him back. But watch this, watch this, watch this. And then I was talking to my wife and she said, well, let me tell you a story. And I'm like, oh, here she go. You know, let me tell you a story. You know how wife are. Let me, but, but let me talk to you. And I'm like, here she go. I'm the pastor. I know the word of God. I don't need to be preached to. You know, I'm in my feelings. And she says, she said, remember when Jackson was leaving, had graduated from fifth grade. And we was trying to get him in that Catholic school that we desired for him to go to so much. And I knew where she was going. And I, she said, remember how we desired him to, to go to this school? I mean, we was, I mean, we, we was like, we want him here, this and that. And, and I mean, we, we do anything we can to get him there. And he didn't get in that school. He didn't get in that school. And we were hurt. We were shattered. It was sixth grade. We were shattered. He didn't get in this school. This is a school, Miss T.T., um, uh, Brother Williams, uh, Beverly, John, and, and, um, and, and Crystal. This is what we thought. We thought he should be there. And we, we, we wanted him to go to that school. And we find out that he didn't get in. It broke our heart. But he got in another school. He got in another school. And a year later, we thank God so much, Sean. We thank God so much, Brother Dixon. We thank God so much that he ain't getting that school that we desire because that school was not a good fit for Jackson. I mean, we were so grateful. We were thanking God. God, thank you, Lord. We on our knee now. We got holy and everything. We putting sackcloth on. We got bread and juice all over the place. We thanking God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for not letting him get in that school and letting him go to the school. Yeah. So guess what? Because it seems like at times that God is holding back from you. It seems like time that, that God won't give you what you want. It seems like in the in strategy of the devil is working in your mentally, making you believe that God is holding something back. 
back. But I just want to let you know he ain't holding back for you. He just got something greater for you. He got something better than what you want. See, what you want, you don't know what you want, but God knows what he has for you. And I'm just trying to help you understand. Don't let the devil get you in a strategy where he trying to get you to, to doubt God and think God holding your back. Because what God got for you is for you. And what God has for you is for you. Let me say it again. What God has for you is for good. And it's for your good. It's for your blessing that you may enjoy it. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to know that God, guess what? He may ain't get in the school, but you got some greater form. You got a blessing for him. God is all about your glory. And I have seen you work in my life and people's life around me that I will not let the strategies of the devil get me out the way and cause me to get off track with you. I will not let him get me to a point where I will not rejoice in what you have for me. These are the strategies. He, God has greater for you. He has greater for you. He's not holding you back. He's not holding nothing back. Man, can I keep it real? Man, if you see some of them girlfriends you had a long time ago, that was a dime in the 10th grade and a dime in, in middle school, and you see them now, you thank God he held you back from marrying that one, huh? My God. I'm just trying to help you understand, young people, God is not holding you back. If you don't make a team, if you don't get in that class you want, you don't get in that college you want, he's not holding you back. He got something greater for you. Don't let the enemy cause you to believe that God is holding you back. He's not holding you back. He just got something greater for you. Young people, just believe in God and know that he has greater coming, that greater is coming to you. He had great things for you. God says, I got. Well, I want you to prosper. I want to bless you. God says that he has life for you and have it more abundantly. He has greater for you. Don't let the strategies of the devil cause you to doubt God. And here in this text, we see it. The strategies of the devil. The strategies was a cause Eve to doubt the word of God. The strategies was a cause, cause Eve to look at, to focus on what she didn't have. And the strategy is to cause us to believe that God is holding something back from us. And even right now, some of us will not surrender our life to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because we got this false belief that God will cause us, that, 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 that God is trying to hold back us, hold back from us having fun. So we say, we ain't going to surrender to God right now. I'm too young. I'm a teenager. I'm in my young adults. I can't do what I want. I can't have fun. So now I'm not going to serve God because I'm not going to surrender my life because God will hold me back from having fun. But let me help you understand something. Before this pandemic, me and a group of friends of ours went out to a restaurant um, doing restaurant week. And we, we having so much fun, Sean, that the wait, waitress came to us and said, man, if, if I didn't know any better, I think y'all were drunk. And we told them, baby, we don't drink. We just worshiping in the Lord. We having a good time. And we had more fun than those in their drink. Guess what? When we woke up the next day, we ain't have a hangover. Because God will not hold back from you what he has great for you. And even today, you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ because God is not holding anything back for you. But what he do have for you is eternal life, and that's life abundantly. Is there one today? Is there one today? 
is there one